0: he made a way for you when there seemed to be no way he makes a way amen let's just go to him in prayer today Lord Jesus we're so thankful Lord we can sing that song not just because of past victories past times that you move for your people but Lord even now you're making a way where there seems to be no way Lord, you're moving in ways that seems, Lord, beyond a man's conscience or reasoning. Lord, you're making a way where there seems to be no way. Lord, I'm thankful for the way you made, the way that we could go to you tonight and and to come to you, Lord, with confidence, Lord, in what you've done for us and the blood that was shed. Lord, knowing that whatever request we have, whatever we ask in your name, it shall be done. Lord, tonight we just commit ourselves in your hands, Lord, this service, Father, everything to be said and done for your sake and for your glory and for your honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, it's good to be in the house of the Lord, amen. Let's turn to Romans 16, Romans 16 and verse 20. <clears throat> and the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Hallelujah. I'll read that again. And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Amen. We'll let you be seated. like to just continue on the, the Lord is a man of war. The Lord is a man, man of war. As I was reading this scripture today, um, thinking about, as it, just pondering over it and speaking and thinking with my mind and just wondering exactly what all is in here. It just struck me that as Paul would speak, he would he would, in the middle of of a battle or you know as as you could go through the scriptures and you could see where the feet would represent possession as Joshua would put his feet upon the necks of the five kings and and how that you know through all the battles or many of the battles they would put their feet upon their neck David would put his feet upon the neck of Goliath and as he would cut his head off but in the middle of that in the middle of the war he's the god of peace He's a God of peace. And, and, and you're looking at this bruise. It, it is obvious that it's a, a, a battle or it's obvious that it's intent to destroy. This bruise means to break, to be broken into shivers. I love to give the devil shivers. Amen. Amen. To be broken into shivers, to be brokenhearted, to break into pieces, to tread down, to put Satan underfoot is to conquer him, to trample him, to break him, to crush him, to shatter his strength. Hallelujah. Amen, to put him under your feet means to break him, to trample him, to crush him, to tear him, to shatter his strength. So, you know, you know, having peace does not mean it's the absence of trouble. You know, that's not what peace is. Peace is having the ever-abiding presence of God in the middle of trouble. Amen. That's true peace. It's eternal peace that we're seeking. And we're living in a time that's not real peaceful. We're living in a time that we hear plagues and sicknesses and financial strains and up and down of economies and loss of jobs and, and loss of loved ones. But none of that changes who he is. He's still the God of peace. Amen. He would speak about the time that we're living in. He said, men's hearts will fail for fear. Amen. They would become so fearful that their hearts would begin to, uh, uh, begin to fail. Amen. And we see that in the time that we're living in. Amen. But in the middle of all of that, he's still the God of peace or the defender of peace or the warrior of peace. God is the source of peace. He's the maker of peace. He's the one who gives peace. There's no true or lasting peace outside of him. As Isaiah would prophesy of him, he would say, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. In other words, the Warrior of Peace. He he fought the battle so that in the middle of the time of struggle, you can have peace. This is what he would say to the the disciples as he would be, Begin to speak to them about the things that they were facing and that they would go through. In John sixteen thirty three, he said, "These things have I spoken to you that ye might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world, or I have conquered the world, or I have I have the victory over every foe. I have won the case." And that's why we can have peace in this time that we're living in when we're facing, amen, what seemingly uh, incurable diseases and things that are upon the world and, and the fear that's on the world right now and gripping the hearts of men. And they're failing for fear that in the middle of all of this, we don't have to worry about it. We can be at peace. Amen. We can be at peace in the time of troubles. You know, it was a time of trouble that Daniel was in and and, and Daniel chose to not rely on what was going on around him or the decrees or the things that were around him. He chose to rely on his God. And I believe that's what we have to be. I, I believe we're going to be put into a place to where we have to believe that all things are possible, that we have to believe that no matter what's going on, God's still in control and we have to believe no. matter what sicknesses come and there's going to be more things come there's going to be probably worse things come that's what even on the earth today but whatever it is or whatever we face he's still the god of peace he's still the god that can provide you peace in the time maybe you're facing the hardest struggle of your life financial troubles or whatever it is that don't change who he is he's still the warrior of peace Amen. And then this is Daniel as he would be in the time of struggle and he'd begin to cry out to God and say, God, help me. God, move on my behalf. God, save me. God, come and move in my situation. And I I believe we ought to have that cry. I believe we ought to have that communication with God to talk with him, to express the things that are going on around us because all the time we're not in a time of peace. We're not in a time, you know, there's always ups and downs. There's always times, good times. There's always bad times. Times there's always, amen, times of peace, and but there's times of war, there's times of struggle, there's times of seemingly things going along. But no matter what you've what area you find yourself in life tonight, that doesn't ever change who He is, He's still the God of peace, amen. If you're in the valley, He's the God of peace, if you're in the top of the mountain, He's still the God of peace, if you're sick, He's still the God of peace, if you're having financial trouble, He's still the God of peace, amen. No matter what's going on, and Daniel knew that he, he relied upon this peacefulness even though he had been carried into another kingdom even though he had been taken into a strange land and, and was being tried to force to pray to strange gods and to eat strange things and to do strange things but he refused those things amen and and, and he said let me let me just come to the God that I know and he would cry out to him and, and we would read in Daniel 10 in verse 7 and he as he would begin to cry he said I Daniel alone saw the vision. He said for the men that were with me saw not the vision but a great quaking fell upon them fear fell upon them but in the time of this fear in the time of this quaking in the time and they flatfully they're fleeing to try to hide themselves but listen there's no place to hide. People are trying to hide from things that are going on in the world today but there's no place to hide there's only one retreat and that retreat is Jesus Christ Amen. And this is, he said, but I was left alone and I saw a great vision and there remained no strength in me. For my comeliness was turning to me under corruption and I retained no strength. Yet I heard, of, heard the voice of his words. And when I heard the voice of his words, then when I was in a deep sleep, or in other words, then peace came. Then peace came when I heard his voice. Hallelujah, how I many's had that moment in your life when seemingly struggles were taking place and things were going the wrong way, but when you heard him speak, then peace came. Then in the middle of your trial, peace came. Then in the middle of your sickness, peace came. And my face toward the ground, and I hit, behold, a hand touched me, which set me upon my knees and upon the palms of my hands. And he said unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved. Hallelujah. I believe he's got a people on the earth today that are greatly beloved that he loves that he won't forsake but he said I'll never leave you or forsake you he said oh Daniel a man greatly beloved understand the words that I speak unto thee and stand upright for unto thee I am now sent and when he had spoken this word to me I stood trembling and he said unto me fear not Daniel from the first day that thou didst set in thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before God thy words were heard and I am come for thy words I am here because you spoke. And the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days. And lo and behold, but lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, and I remained there with the and I remained there with the king of Persia. Now I have come to make thee understand what shall befall thy people in the latter days. For yet the vision is for many days. And when he had spoken such words unto me, I set my face toward the ground and became dumb. And behold, one like the similitude of the sons of men touched my lips. Then I opened my mouth and spake and said unto him that stood before me, O my Lord, by the vision my sorrows are turned upon me, and I have retained no strength. For how can the servant of this my Lord talk with this my Lord? For as for as for me, and straightway there remained no strength in me, neither is there breath left in me. Then there came again and touched one like the appearance of a man, and he strengthened me, and he said, O man, greatly beloved, fear not. Hallelujah. Fear not. Peace be unto thee. Be strong. Yea, be strong. And when he has spoken unto me, I was strengthened. Hallelujah. You want true strength tonight? Hear the word of the Lord. Amen. If you want strength that a last through the life journey, it ain't a temporary thing to where you get strong and you're down again. But hear the word of God. Amen. Be strong, yea, be strong. And as I heard his words, then I was strengthened. It didn't change the chaos around him. It didn't change what was going on around him. It didn't change the decrees that was going against him. But in the middle of all of that, he heard the word of God and he was strengthened. And God had fought to bring him peace. God had fought, he had fought, he had struggled, he had come against him 21 days, against the prince of Persia, amen, to bring the word to Daniel, that Daniel, in the middle of your struggle, in the middle of your war, in the middle of the things that are against you, they are decreeing against you, they're saying all kinds of things, but in the middle of all of that, I come to bring you peace. I come to strengthen you. And I said, Let my Lord speak, for thou hast strengthened me. Then he said, Knowest thou, but wherefore I come unto thee? Now I'll return to fight with the prince of Persia. Amen. He goes on and he says, And when I will show thee that which is noted in the scripture of truth, there is none that holdeth with me these things but Michael, your prince. He's your prince tonight, and he's a prince of peace. He's your warrior tonight, and he's a prince of peace. Amen. He's cutting through the darkness. Maybe this week you've had fear and you've had anxiety that seemingly trying to overtake you, but he's cutting through it, and he's bringing you peace. And he's saying in the middle of all of that, I'm going to have, I'm going to have a people that I can say, Shalom, peace be unto you because your light has come. You've heard the words of the Lord. This let the word of God strengthen you for the battle that is at hand. Hallelujah. You know, even Brother Brandon would speak about the angel that came to him. And he spoke about it there and, and said it like this in, in, in the manifestation of the Spirit. He talks about the light, you know, that world about. And out of the light came a man, amen, walking, heard somebody walking said, it scared me, it would you too. Walking right to me, not a vision, just as natural as I am. Come a man about 200 pounds in weight. He had his arms folded. He was a strong looking man, but he had a peaceful looking face. He had a peaceful looking face and he was very calm. He had dark hair on his shoulders, a smooth face. And he walked up to me and looked down kind of pathetically and says, don't fear. Amen. He comes to bring peace. He he has a peaceful looking face. He's not worried. None of this is worrying him. I want you to understand your angel is not worried. He's not worried about the coronavirus. He's not worried about any virus. He's not worried about any sickness. He's not worried about that. He has a peaceful face in the time of struggle. Amen. The things up in the atmospheres of this world does not change who he is or what he looks like. He looks right in the middle of a storm with a peaceful face and says, peace, be still. Hallelujah. Fear is gripping the nation. Fear is gripping the world. <laughs> you know, you, you, you. I seen something today. Somebody passed to me. Say, People running out of the store with toilet paper. I don't quite make the connection, but anyway, running out of the store with toilet paper, and he says the fear of coronavirus is causing this. But you tell them about the fear of, a, of, of, of sin that is corrupting them and they do nothing. And it's true. I mean, it's something way worse than the coronavirus that's on the world today. Amen. Brother Doug Baker was just t- telling about being in, in Ireland and, and some of those places and, and witnessing that there's not even, even anymore a conscience of sin anymore. They have no fear. They're turning churches that have been once esteemed to symbols of God. And they're turning them into worships of Frankenstein and all kind of different nominal things to do and entertainment places. Amen. Because people don't even believe in God no more. And all of that's coming right even more in the place that we live. Amen. But in the middle of all this, we can still have peace. In the middle of all the struggle, in the middle of all the wars, in the middle of all the sickness that's attacking around, we can have peace because the God of peace is in our boat. The God of peace is in our midst. The one with a face that has a face of peacefulness and he's not afraid, he's not worried, he's not worked up, he's not fretting about it, but he says, I got the answer for it. No matter what storm of life you're facing, I've got the answer for it. No matter what you're going through, i have more than enough. Amen. No matter what your struggle, it's financial sickness, problems that you can't handle, and you don't know what to do with, I'm more than enough. Amen. I am the God of peace. Yes, well, fear tries to grip people. Brother Brandon will speak about it. He said, I've been trying through the services this week trying to show people there's no need of being scared. How much does God have to show us that there's no need of being scared? Amen. The worst thing the devil can put on you is fear. Amen. He said, if you had a cancer and didn't fear and believe God would heal you, you wouldn't be in too bad a shape. God would take care of it. If you're sick, whatever it is, and you don't fear. So fear is the worst thing that Satan can put upon a person. People will run blind because of fear. Amen, you can see it in, in the, even in the animal world when a horse, you know, there's many instances of horses. You know, when a man on a horse going through the wilderness. All of a sudden that horse gets a whiff of a bear. It'll run blindly. It don't care about trees. It don't care about limbs. It don't care about nothing. It cares about getting away from that bear. And this is what people are trying to do. They're trying to self-preserve themselves and build their, you know, prep for this and prep for that and all this stuff. Be at peace. He's got it in control. He didn't come to this far to leave us. He didn't come here to let you. You're not in the boat alone. You're not by yourself. He's still with us. It's his promise. Amen. 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 He said he would be there. In the book of Job, it says Job feared. This is in perfect faith. And he said what he feared actually happened. What brought it? His fear. That's what made it happen. His faith, if he would, his faith would have kept it from him, but his fear brought it to him. He was scared it was going to happen, and what he was scared of happened. If he didn't didn't know that it wouldn't happen and had faith to believe, it would have never happened. He says, if you're afraid when you come to a prayer line, maybe I just haven't got enough faith. It'll never happen. Don't worry. It'll never happen. But if you know it's going to happen and how faith is going to happen, it's a substance of something. But Job had a fear that these things would come upon him, and they did. Is his blood powerful enough or not? Have we seen his blood, amen, wipe away cancer? Have we seen his blood wipe away alopecia? Have we seen his blood reverse the effects of a brain bleed? Have we seen his blood, amen, give a hip to a baby and make him walk again? Have we seen his blood at at work in our midst? Is his blood powerful or not? Nothing has changed. He said, when you talk to a medical doctor, the first thing he'll try to get you to do is have confidence in the medicine. If you got no confidence in it, you better leave it alone, sure. But it's faith that does the healing. It's faith that does it all the time. You know, Peter, when he was, he was doing all right, you know, out on the water till he got scared. He began to look at the waves and the winds, and he got scared. You know, he thought, you know, maybe, I don't know, what, what's going on? There's a storm on the sea, great white cap waves, bigger than maybe the, some of these hills, foam breaking, terrific. Maybe 15, 20 feet of foam, white caps breaking. He said, but if that be you, Lord, come. And then Jesus said, come. And he stepped down and he said, it's the Lord, I'll just walk. And when he, but he walked as long as he kept his eyes upon the God of peace. But when he got his eyes on the waves, he got scared. Amen. What's coming to his mind? I'm going to walk. First thing you know, I'm going to walk because the word said for me to walk. But the next thing he says, I'm going to drown because all these symptoms around here, all these things around here, look at them big waves and look at this. And he got scared. And when he did down, he went what he feared happened, but also what he believed happened. When he believed he could walk, he walked. Hallelujah. We're going to have to be a people of faith or not a people of faith. We're going to have to be a people that believe God to do the impossible and, and, and a God who can heal or we might as well pack up and go home. This God is more than able. And he can give you peace in the middle of your war. And it's that peace that will give you enough strength to put your foot on the back of that devil's neck. Hello, somebody. But as long as you're in anxiety and fear and you're all worried about it and fretting about it, you're never going to have enough faith to walk up there and put your foot on his neck. You got to get pretty close to put your foot on his neck. Amen. When Joshua called them out and called them five kings out there and he said, lay them down. He went and he put his foot on everyone their neck. He said, but that, that ain't what I want. I want you to put your foot on their neck. I want you to have, know that you have dominion over these. I want you to do it. That's, that's what God's desire. He showed us 2,000 years ago. He walked up to epilepsy and he put his foot on his neck. He walked up to fear and he put his foot on his neck. He walked up to anxiety and he put his foot on his neck. He walked up to every kind of spirit of hell and put his foot on his neck. But he said, that's not what I want. I want a people, you, come put your foot. Just know that in the middle of walking up there, you can be at peace. But when you look at that devil and you look at the symptoms and you look at the things going on around it and it's breathing and it's threatening, you <laughs> will start going down. <clears throat> he got scared in his unbelief. And he said, that's what happened to us when we start looking at all the things around us. And all these things around us are trying to get our attention of what's on, what's really happening. Because in the middle of all this chaos, in the middle of two thousand years ago, it wasn't a peaceful time when Jesus came. Did you hear me? It wasn't a peaceful time when the Prince of Peace came. If Romans were in the land. There was all kind of turmoil going on. There's all kind of things, fighting and disagreements and this, that, and the other. There wasn't even peace in religious realms. There was every kind of thing going on, and it seemed impossible time and an impossible situation. All of a sudden, wah. The Prince of Peace came to the earth. And in this coming, you know, it's not going to be any different. In that coming, there was babies being killed. There was all kinds of things. Turmoil everywhere. But there were some shepherds out on the hill. They were tending some sheep and they saw something else. They saw an announcement come from heaven. They saw something in the skies. And they went running to see what, it, what the announcement was all about. Amen. Why? They, their eyes was on something different. And in the second coming, babies are getting killed. Diseases on the land. Hey, this ain't the first time diseases have been here. They've been here for thousands of years. Thousands and thousands of years. Amen, there's there's all kinds of things from all the systems of the world. All kinds of things go, it's a perfect time for Jesus to return. Don't get your eyes off of what's important. Don't get into self-preservation and I gotta do this and I gotta do that and we run it here to and fro and we miss the very thing. He's the God of peace. He said, when a man lives by faith, walks by faith, (laughs) I mean substance faith, he is isolated from the entire world and becomes a new creature in Christ. He said, now you're getting into bride material. You're getting into rapture condition. That means for each one of us, not just a pastor, not just a deacon to trustee. That means for the laity, every individual walks in the world with God alone. You're to be baptized in this kingdom. There's, not, there's nobody in there but you and God. He gives you orders and you pack them out. Whatever he says, there's not a shadow of doubt. You walk right on. If the Lord says this and nobody in the world can talk you out of it, you go right on. You're coming into perfect faith, perfect perfection that cannot fail, that faith that never fails fails hallelujah that faith that never fails he says we're taught to resist the devil and he will flee from us to resist him is simply turn him down and walk away from him ignore him and act like he ain't even there because your eyes not on him your eyes is on the prince of peace He says, when God says a certain thing, no matter what the devil's trying to do, let's tell you, you don't even listen to him. Your ears are deaf to anything but what the Spirit says. To he that hath an ear that listens to what the Spirit says in the church, one that's got a listening post, one that catches the Spirit says to the churches. What Satan said, well, I can't, you can't do this, you can't do that, blah, 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 all this stuff. He said, but he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit said to the churches to him that hath faith, let him catch what the angel is saying. <clears throat> with his perfect faith. It says when Jesus in perfect faith, the devil would come to him and tempt him. Try to get his eyes upon his hunger, get his eyes upon the world around him. And he tried to come and buffet him with some intellectual conception. And he bluffed up against Jesus when he came. He said he found he hit a ten thousand volt line, threw him right back again. Yes, sir. Jesus said, "It's written, man shall not live by bread alone." He sure got a shock then. Next time he come in a little softer, and he says, "You're a great man. You puff yourself up, be somebody." He said, "Get behind me, Satan! Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God." What well, was he reminding Satan? I'm your God. I have dominion over you. You don't have dominion over me. I have dominion over you. That's what you need to remind Satan today when he's trying to bring things against you. Hey Amen. I have put been put here to have dominion over you. you have, you're not here to have dominion over me. I have been put here to put my foot on the back of your neck. Hallelujah! There's a word that's been spoke that said the God of peace, that God is going to give me peace enough in the middle of my trial, in the middle of my struggle to walk right up to you, devil, and put my foot upon your neck and bruise you yes. to give you the shivers, to destroy you, to take you down to nothing. There's a people here on this earth that's believing the word of God. They're not caught up in the distractions of this world, but they're saying the God of peace is in our midst. The God of all gods is away with us. He's the one who healeth cancer. He's the one who moves the Red Sea. He's the one who's opened the blinded eyes. He's the one who touched my heart. And I got confidence in him. Those people had to have enough confidence in Joshua to walk up there and put their foot on the back of his neck. Do you have enough confidence in your God of peace? Hallelujah. Amen. He showed you how to do it. It is written. It is written. It is written. Go back to the word again. It is written. Amen. He said it's like a couple of. Brother Brandon say this, it's like this faith and love, perfect faith and perfect love. It's like a young couple, and a young woman, and a young man, they fall in love with one another. And they're coming, not, you know, coming together. He says, not just being a husband and a wife, but their love has bound them together to such a point. They got confidence in one another. If they really love one another, you know the girl loves you and you love her, you got confidence, faith in one another. If you didn't, you better not marry her. You got to have faith. And he said, you know, you can separate them, put one stream south, one extreme north, and still that love beats for one another no matter where they're at. They're just as true as they can be because they love one another. And if you love the Lord, you're not trying to dodge hell. You'll love the Lord, amen, because he called you. And you got confidence in him. Amen. And he tells about a woman and a man who fell in love. And, and he had been a Christian a couple of years. And so they got married. Love had confidence in one another. And the woman said to the man, Hub, hubby, it must be hard on you. You're just a young Christian. You've had so much to go through. And it was, he had just overcame drinking. He said, I, I know it's bound to tempt you awfully hard. I want you to know one thing. If you ever fall... Don't stay away from home. You come back. I'm going to be right here waiting on you. I'm going to help you pray through again until you get the victory. I'm going to stay with you because I married you. And I married you because I loved you. And no matter what you are, I still love you. A few days after that, he was eating lunch with the fellows down there in the boiler room, telling them what his wife had said. He said, now how could a man ever do anything wrong to somebody like that? He said, wow, how could you trespass that kind of confidence? And he said, and we are sinners, but we're sinners, were sinners, alienated without God in the world, in the muck of the world, and I'm talking about this morning, but God came to us. God sought you. You didn't see God. Hallelujah. He had enough love for you that his love looked beyond the old mud pit. Then love, look beyond all the failures and the faults and the mistakes. Why? He loved you. And God came down to that muck where you were and sought you out and brought you out. That ought to create a perfect love for him. Somebody that loved you enough to take you out of that place and to exalt you into the place by him, that ought to create a love and a real genuine love. It will create, when that happens, that love towards him will create a confidence in his word that what he says he will bring to pass because I wasn't looking for him. He came looking for me. And he found me. And not only did he find me, he brought me out. Not only did he bring me out, he lifted me up. Not only did he lift me up, he changed me from this old immoral person I used to be into a son and daughter of Jesus Christ. That ought to give you enough confidence. The same God who saved you is the same God that'll keep you. He's the same God that'll heal you. He's the same God that'll lift you up. He's the same God that'll change this old mortal body. He caught me when I was nothing. Hallelujah. I may be still nothing, but I'm in his hand. He caught me. He loved me when I was unlovable. He loved you when you was unlovable, but he changed you. Oh, hallelujah. That ought to put some confidence in your heart to know that God changed me. If he changed me once, he'll change me again. If he changed me from an old vile creature that I was, the sinner bound for hell, and he sought me out and he brought me back and he placed me on the king's highway, that when it comes to the moment of the body change, he'll change me again. He says, kind of like, he said, when you was unlovable, he changed you. It's kind of like the colored sister in the time of her testimonies. I'm not what I ought to be. I'm not what I want to be. But thank God I ain't what I used to be. Whoo. Hallelujah. How I many got that testimony? She knew where she came from, but she knew something happened. And she knew that God who made that happen can take care of her the rest of the way. Don't lose your confidence in the journey. He brought you out of the miry clay. He didn't take you out of Egypt to let you die in the wilderness as long as you're holding on to the faith and believing this is my mountain, this is my inheritance. I'm going all the way with Jesus. I'm not willing to just stop on the side road and say I've had enough. I want to go all the way with him. I mean, look at it. If God, when I was alien from him, so loved me, he stooped down to get me and to pick me up, that gives me confidence he wants to use me. He's got a purpose in doing it. He don't just pick you up for no purpose. He's got a purpose for doing it. He's seen something in me. He's seen something in you. He had a reason to save you. Oh, my God. That ought to set us in just some joy shoes on tonight to know he had a reason to save me. Hallelujah. He had a reason to save me. Look at all the people that's unsaved today. Millions. Billions. But he saved you. Did you feel that peace? Billions of people in the world. But he said, I want you. And the God of peace has a reason for lifting you up because he's got a place to put you on. And you shall bruise Satan under your feet. (laughs) Look at the millions he could have took. Look at the billions he could have took. No one can take your place. Did you hear me? No one can take your place. Tell that to the devil. That devil has been trying to tell you tonight or this week that you're not, you're unlovable. Nobody loved. God loves me. Number one, because He chose me. I know where I used to be, but I know where I am today. So therefore, I can say God loves me. How many more can say God loves me? Hallelujah! You have a confidence because you see what you used to be. Some of you used to be drunkards. Some of you, such were some of you. <laughs> but he's washed you and he's saved you and he's filled you with the Holy Ghost. He's got a purpose for that. He's got a purpose to lift you up in this age as a banner of love, as a banner wave before the devil. Amen, the worst age there's ever been. See, I told you there's gonna be overcomers. See, I told you you couldn't stop them. You can do whatever you want to do, but you can't stop them. They're going on. There is a bride in Laodicea marching on with Christian soldiers, going on to war with the devil under our feet. And the God of peace leading us that in the middle of our war, we can be pet peace. He says, when you see that, you're in God's economy. It's his love for you. Then won't your love reach back to him? It's a love affair. No matter what the situation is, his circumstances is governed by his love that creates faith. That God loves you, and you love God, and you love a one another, that brings the faith. Hallelujah. Does he love you? Do you love him? Then faith is here, because you believe what he said he would do. He said, I'm the Lord God who heals all thy diseases. Amen. Amen. Praise be to God. By his stripes, I'm healed. Yes, Lord. He's a joy giver. Yes, Lord. He's a way maker. Yes, Lord. All these promises, they're mine. So therefore, in Philippians 4 and verse 4, rejoice in the Lord always. Hello. And again, I say rejoice. Did you, did you let that sink in pretty deep? Brother Timothy, I'm going through this. God is good all the time. Well, I'm going through this. God is good all the time in the mountains, in the valleys, in the sea, wherever you're at, whatever struggle, whatever God is good. Rejoice in the Lord always. So we ain't got no reason to be worried or fretting or fear or are, are downhearted today and concerned and all this stuff. Amen. Rejoice. He said, when you see men's hearts failing for fear and you see signs and perplexity of times, look up. Your redemption is drawing nigh that's enough to make me rejoice. We're only one day closer home. We're only one day closer to eternity. We're only one day closer to the millennium. When this coronavirus, AIDS, cancer, whatever kind of disease you want to name, any kind of spirit you want to, it'll be a distant memory. Gone. Wiped away. (laughs) Amen. You're talking about an antivirus or antibiotic. Antibiotic. Amen, the blood of Jesus Christ is going to wipe this, so the fire of God is going to burn this earth. Brother Brandon said in future home, he said, I can hear it as that fire begins to burn. He said, he said, it's crackling and carrying on. He said, what's going on? He said, all them demons of torment are screaming out. All the spirits of fear that's tormented you and things that have come against you and, and all the things that you've battled all this your time in your life. Listen, one battle after another battle after another battle after another battle. One day we'll be able to take our battle, our armor off, but today's not the day. Today's the day to have your sword out. Your sword ought to be bloody today. Yeah, it'll be bloody from cutting off devils' heads, but one day the fire of God's going to burn this thing—coronavirus, AIDS, whatever spirits of hell are going to go with it. Hallelujah! And we're going to walk out on the ashes of it. The God of peace will bruise Satan under your feet shortly. We only have a short time. There's only a short time left. This ain't the time to give up. This is the time to press the battle. Go forward. Move forward. We're taking our land. We're taking our inheritance. And rejoice while you're doing it. Woo, this is fun. (laughs) Does it always feel like a joyful time? No, but rejoice anyhow because he's promised the victory. In other words, delight or gladden yourselves in him. And again, I say rejoice. Let all men know and perceive and recognize your unselfishness. Amen. Your forbearing spirit. The Lord is near. The Lord is near. He is coming soon. Did you hear me? Did you feel the peace come over you? He's coming soon. So do not fret. Or have any anxiety about anything. This is amplified. But in every circumstance and in everything by prayer and request with thanksgiving. Continue and make your wants known to God. And God's peace shall be yours. That tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation. I mean he's sure of your salvation. And so fearing nothing from God. Is being content with whatever earthly lot it has to face. That peace, which transcends all understanding, shall garrison, shall garrison or mount a guard over your heart. He's the God of peace, he's the warrior. A garrison. This this passage, this God of peace, the peace of God which passes all understanding, shall keep, that keep us to garrison or mount a guard over your heart. That when the middle of trouble, your heart won't fail. In the middle of your trial, your heart won't stop and say, I had enough. I can't take no more. I can't go another step. I give up. No, there's a guard there. Because he said, I won't put more on you than what you can bear. There's a word, a guard over you that's keeping you right here in the middle of all this chaos. We'll read a few scriptures so you don't have to turn. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Peace is what I leave with you. It's my own peace that I give you. I do not give it as the world gives it. So don't be worried or upset. Do not be afraid. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. And there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. When anxiety was great within me, your consolation or your word brought joy to my soul. But now this is what the Lord says. You want to hear what the Lord says. This is what the Lord says. Fear not, for I have redeemed you and I have summoned you by name. He who knows my name, knows my future, knows my way and has made a way for me to escape. You are mine. Oh, mine. Did you hear what the Lord said? He said, you are mine. There'll be some peace in there right there. You are mine. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Humble yourself then under God's mighty hand so that he'll lift you up in his own good time. Leave all your cares to him because he cares for you. Tell everyone who is discouraged, be strong. Don't be afraid. God is coming to your rescue. Hallelujah, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is a stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Cast your cares on the Lord. He will sustain you. He will never let the righteous fall. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid nor terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you, and he will never leave you or forsake you. For I am the Lord your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says, Do not fear. I will help you. Do not be afraid. For I myself will help you, declares your Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in the time of trouble. The Lord is with with me I will not be afraid what can man do to me the Lord is with me the angel of the Lord encamps around them who fear him. Amen. He mounts a guard, a garrison around your heart. And he delivers them. But even if you suffer for doing what's right, God will reward you for it. So don't worry or be afraid of their threats. I pray to the Lord and he answered me and he freed me from all my fears. Do not be afraid of them. The Lord your God himself will fight for you. Then he placed his right hand on me and said, do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. Jesus Jesus said, don't be afraid, just believe. The Lord your God is in your midst, a victorious warrior. He will exalt over you with joy. He will be quiet in his love. He will rejoice over you with shouts of joy. He will dwell, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plagues that destroy at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways because he loves you Amen. and he acknowledges you, you acknowledge his name he will call upon me and I will answer, I will be with him in trouble and I will deliver him, saith the Lord Amen. hallelujah It was Gideon in the time of trouble, seemingly everywhere to where he would hide to try to make some little cakes from the enemy. The enemy was so prevalent, it was so close, he couldn't even do it in the open. He couldn't move without the enemy knowing him, about him so he'd try to hide, and all of a sudden a man appears. You could tell by the conversation he didn't even know if he was an enemy or if he was for him or against him, until he'd done something. He Said the angel, put forth his staff, and touched the flesh and unleavened cakes, and arose a fire out of the rock. He recognized only God could do that. Something's different here. And when he, and he said, Gideon perceived that he was an angel of the Lord, and he said, Alas, O Lord, before I because I've seen an angel face to face. The Lord said unto him, what did he say? Peace be unto thee. Midianites was still there. The trouble was still right there around the next corner. Things were still going on. But in the middle of it, peace be unto thee. Why? Because I'm here. I'm the God of peace. Peace be unto thee. Fear not, thou shalt not die. And that is where he built the altar that they called the name Jehovah Shalom. That in the middle of all my struggles, in the middle of all my torment and the spirits that have got me to where I'm hiding in a little cave, a little place somewhere to where to get out of their sight, to where I could make some little cakes for my family so they don't starve to death. I met him. And now that I met him, I realized, Gideon, you're not by yourself. Amen. All right. Amen. Little bride, you're not by yourself. Hallelujah. He showed up in this generation and showed over and, over and over and over and over and over and over and over. The pillar of fire. The works that only God could do. We are not alone. You are not alone. Jehovah Shalom. The God of peace is with us. <sighs> Psalms twenty nine eleven said the Lord. Will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Isaiah 26, 3 says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. How many can say, Lord, I want to trust in you tonight? Let's bow our heads. He said, I know the thoughts that I think of you, saith the Lord. They're thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you an expected end. You know what the expected end for the bride is? Rapture. To let the end of time to go into eternity. It won't be your end. It'll be just your beginning. (laughs) But it's going to be the end for a lot of things. All hell is going to open up. Demons upon demons. He's going to invite them here for their destruction. But in the middle of your struggles, the God of peace is with you. In the middle of your problems, peace, peace. Shalom. There's a light shining on you. Egypt's in gross darkness. But to the bride, Shalom. There's a lamb in the house. There's a people preparing to leave. Death is striking the land, but there's blood over the door. Death can't come in. There's a people preparing to leave. No doubt it was a fretful time fear screams out through the night but inside those houses her father could say I've done what he said to do the blood's over the door we have the lamb we've prepared it like he said we're eating it we got our feet shot our garments on our staff in hand we're leaving this place that needs to be your cry I'm leaving this place take this whole world But give me Jesus, the God of peace will bruise Satan under your feet, destroy him, completely destroyed. Let him, that peace of God just flow over you right now. Let it just fall into every cavity of your heart. Maybe you can say, Lord, I've been fretting. I've been worried. Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. Let me have peace. Let me realize the God of peace is here. Hallelujah. 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 He's ready to go to war for your peace fight for your peace he said I've told you these things so you can have peace even though you're going to face all these things in the world don't worry I've already overcame the world and in overcoming the world I overcame everything in the world he's overcome every sickness already there's nothing too hard for him he said what what about the incurable? we ain't got no cure there's no such a thing as an incurable disease when it comes to the blood of Jesus. God's peace. Lord, sometimes our hearts get troubled. But we're reminded, Lord, as you would speak, said, "Let let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house, there's many mansions. I go to prepare a place. God, there's many mansions. There's many bodies waiting, theophanies to come together to change this old body, this old corrupt thing into incorruptible life. God it's our peace. That's what we're holding on to. The world's rocking and reeling, things going on. Causing stock market crashes and oil prices going crazy, all kinds of things. Every which way is just chaos. But Lord, there's still the God of peace in our boat. Let us not forget who you are. you stealed stilled the water one time, you can still it again. You parted the water one time, you can part it again. You made food out of nothing, seemingly. You can do it again lord you've done the impossible so many times what's left for you to do for us to believe god may we believe tonight with a whole heart look to you the author and the finisher of our faith because lord we know you didn't pull us out of that old mud pile that old refuse pile broken and shattered and seemingly unusable You took us up, Lord, and you took us in your hand. You begin to mold and make us into something to be used again for your glory and for your honor. You didn't do all of that to leave us here. But God, we know you're coming back. Lord, may we be found faithful. Lord, may we be as that little girl that might be mocking and scourging and making fun. Lord, as we're preparing ourselves to meet the bridegroom, Lord, that little wash girl, she went out to that fence where she was told to be at. Believe in your word. Believe in what you said would be the truth. Oh, God, in just a few moments through the, all the scowling and all the howling and saying there's no such a thing. He's not coming back. There's no God. All of a sudden, the whirling of that chariot, we hear the sound of a rushing mighty wind. As it would sweep through our hearts, Lord, and our lives, the dead in Christ come among us, Lord, and our bodies be changed to be like you, Lord. Lord, you ask the question, when you return, will you find faith? Lord, may we be found faithful. May we be found faithful and have such a love for you, a confidence that what you said you would do. Bless these hearts, I pray. Lord, maybe we've allowed ourselves to get concerned about the waves and the winds around us. And Lord, it's very easy to. Our eyes on things around us. God, help us to keep our eyes on you, Lord. Continue the Father's work. Continue to do what you said. Go into all the world, preach the gospel to them that are believe, baptize, cast out devils. If you take anything, any, tread on any serpent, drink any deadly thing, it will not harm you. Lord, help us to remember what you said and to believe it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Peace of God, cover me, cover me. Cover